warning. You are about to listen to a podcast that contains adult language, psychological nudity, terror that will shake you to your very soul. If you are easily offended, please find another podcast to listen to. This is not for you. If you're still here, please enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another spine-tingling episode of Demented Darkness. I am your host, Scary Jerry. Tonight we will be traveling to a little gas station on the outskirts of town. Could be your town, could be any town. But that's where young Caleb works. I hope you enjoy tonight's episode entitled... Last chance. Gas. The night before his 18th birthday, Caleb decided to take a part-time job at the fill-in filling gas station on the outskirts of town. No one else wanted to work the night shifts and face the old abandoned gas station, but Caleb didn't mind. He had done stranger jobs before, and the money was good. Once he was alone, Caleb soon realized what the other employees had warned him about. It wasn't a normal gas station. Yes, customers could get their fill up, but it was also a place haunted by the past. Familiar faces would always come and go their silhouettes passing by the windows without anyone ever seeing them. Caleb was spooked, yet a little intrigued, and almost addictively drawn to it, at times even welcoming the nightly visitors. He began to keep a detailed journal of each and every occurrence. He wrote about weird vehicles, markings, screams from unseen voices, environmental anomalies, shadowy figures, and other things too unsettling to recall. One such encounter was the night that he met Satan himself. Caleb was counting down the day's earnings when he heard a deep, raspy voice behind him. He slowly turned around and saw a tall figure shrouded in darkness, standing in the shadows of the corner. The figure stepped forward, and the attendant could see it was none other than Satan himself. Satan smiled and said, Greetings, my friend. 
I've come to seek a favor from you. Caleb was taken aback. What kind of favor, he said nonchalantly. Caleb shook his head. I don't know how to do that, he said. Satan chuckled. You don't need to know how. All you need to do is give me something to work with. Something that will make humans believe my lies. And do as I ask. Caleb thought for a moment. Then he said, I can give you some gasoline. It's extremely flammable and could easily be used to start fires and cause chaos. Excellent. That's exactly what I need. Thank you, my friend. I'm sure your reward will be greater than you can imagine. Oh, and can I get a pack of Marlboro's? And a lighter? Caleb looked at, the, looked at Satan quizzically. He says, sure, and hands him a pack of cigarettes. And then he looked at the lighter display and he says, are you sure you need a lighter? Oh, come on. I need a lighter. But aren't you, like, the king of fire and brimstone and all that? Can't you just, like, snap your fingers? Oh, will you shut up? It's hard enough being me. Let alone everybody thinking, oh, there comes Satan, king of fire and brimstone. Just give me a damn lighter. Sure, here you go, man. As Caleb gave him the lighter, he wondered, what? did I just do? What trouble did I just cause humanity by giving Satan some gasoline, a pack of smokes, and a lighter? His co-workers were all oblivious to his entries, but he was forming a deep bond with the station. To him, it was a symbol of his will and resolution to stay true and follow his own path in life. One night, while making his rounds, Caleb noticed a strange man lingering in the shadows near the side of the gas station. He immediately locked himself inside the building, fearing the worst. After several minutes without any noise, Caleb decided to take a peek outside. Sure enough, the man was still there. But this time he was crying. He approached the man, who told Caleb a tragic story. He had been coming to the station since the night of his daughter's accident five years ago, which left her in a coma. He never knew if she would wake up, and he had been coming to the station ever since, visiting in hopes of a miracle. Caleb was moved by the man's story, and quietly listened until the man finished his story. Thanking him for listening, after that night, Caleb saw the man frequently, and the two grew close together like father and son. Caleb kept his post at the haunted gas station for over a year, and he still makes sure to keep a vigilant watch over the place, ensuring any lost souls find a place of solace. Even now, Caleb wouldn't be able to express how thankful he is for the job at the haunted gas station, where he found friendship, acceptance, and Satan. Welcome to the Anthology of Horror Podcast Network. 
Prepare to be thrilled, entertained, and immersed in a world of terror like never before. We proudly present a lineup of bone-chilling shows that will captivate your imagination and send shivers down your spine. Leading the pack is Anthology of Horror Podcast, hosted by my good friend Springheeled Jack. Join him as he unravels the most terrifying tales, exploring true crime, haunted history, and ghost stories that will leave you breathless. With Springhill Jack's mesmerizing storytelling skills, you'll find yourself immersed in a world where darkness lurks around every corner. But that's not all. Get ready for a dose of laughter and scares as we bring you the hilarious and thrilling game streams of Foxhound 43 on Rumble. Foxhound 43 is a master of combining humor and horror creating an unforgettable streaming experience that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Join the fun as he ventures into the darkest realms of gaming, facing spine-chilling challenges with a witty and entertaining twist. And then there's myself, Scary Jerry, the master of all things macabre. Delve into the twisted and eerie with his shows, Dark Side of the Nerd and Demented Darkness. Prepare to be both educated and terrified as Scary Jerry explores the shadows of pop culture, diving deep into the sinister side of nerdy obsessions. From dissecting horror films to unraveling the dark secrets of fandoms, these shows will take you on a journey you won't soon forget. Are you looking to embrace the horror lifestyle? Visit AOHPmerch.com, our official merchandise store. Unearth a treasure trove of chillingly stylish apparel, accessories, and collectibles that will let you proudly display your love for the dark and mysterious. From eerie artwork to spine-tingling wearables, our merchandise collection will delight every horror enthusiast. Get ready to be consumed by the Anthology of Horror Podcast Network. Immerse yourself in spine-chilling tales gut-busting streams, and intellectually twisted discussions. Tune in to the Anthology of Horror podcast hosted by spring Jack. Enjoy the hilarity of Foxhound 43's rumble streams and explore the darkness with Scary Jerry's shows. And don't forget to visit AOHPmerch.com to complete your horror experience with our terrifyingly delightful merchandise. The Anthology of Horror Podcast Network beckons you to join its chilling embrace. Embark on an auditory and visual journey that will push the boundaries of your fears. Brace yourselves for once you enter our realm, there is no turning back. Visit AOHPmerch.com and unlock a world of horror that will haunt your dreams and leave you yearning for more. Dare to immerse yourself in the darkness if you have the courage. Caleb had been working at the same gas station for roughly five years. And for the most part, his nights had been pretty unremarkable. Sure, he'd had the occasional customer complain or the occasional ghost knocking things off the shelves or moving his mop bucket when he wasn't looking or hiding his keys so he couldn't lock up. Typical stuff for working at a weird gas station on the edge of town. 
For the most part, it was just long, tedious nights filled with the steady hum of the gas pumps and the occasional car that rolled through. But on this particular night, Caleb was about to have the most bizarre experience of his life. And he'd had quite a few. He was just finishing up counting down his drawer towards the end of the night when he heard a loud rumbling in the night sky. At first, he assumed it was thunder, but then he noticed the sound was coming closer. He stepped outside and was just in time to catch the spectacle of some kind of craft glowing gold and hovering quite low in the sky. Suddenly, Caleb realized what he was looking at. It was a UFO. The craft was big, too big to fit inside the parking lot, and Caleb could make out several figures moving around inside. He looked around, wondering if anyone else had noticed, but no one else seemed to have seen anything. Before Caleb knew it, the craft was heading straight for his gas station. He let out a terrified scream and ran back inside. Even though the craft was moving so slowly. Before Caleb could even fathom what was happening, the craft had already landed in the parking lot. Somehow it managed to fit. He slowly stepped back outside and to his amazement, the doors opened and out stepped two humanoid creatures. They were about eight feet tall with strange yellow skin covered in black metallic suits. The creatures walked over to Caleb, and he noticed that they seemed to be wearing some kind of communicator on their wrist. He held his breath, wondering what they were going to say, what anal probes he was in for. But after a few moments, they spoke back to him in perfect English. Caleb was in shock, but he quickly recovered. Welcome, welcome to Earth, I guess. I'm Caleb, and this is a gas station. He took them in and showed them all around. He showed them the beer, the cigarettes, the wine, the snacks. They thought it was quite funny that people ate Skittles because it looked quite suspiciously similar to their, well, to their shit. After giving them the tour of the gas station and the grounds, they asked, And, and what, what are, are those strange nozzles there for? for? Do they, Do they provide, provide sustenance, sustenance for your great, great beasts of, of burden? burden? No, no. Those aren't for beasts of burden. That's where the gas comes from. They put it in cars. Cars are kind of like our spaceships. Only they can't fly, and they break all the time. Funny, Funny you should mention fuel, human. We are, we are in, in need, because, because this, this seems, seems to be the last, last planet. planet. Where we, where we can, can get, get fuel, fuel for, for a very, very long time. time. We, we would like to get, to get some, some fuel. Could you, Could provide, you provide us with some fuel? fuel? Caleb thought about it for a moment. I mean, he did work at a gas station. Fuel was kind of his bread and butter. What kind of fuel do you guys need? Well, typically, typically we run, run on... on Plutonium, Plutonium, but I, but I imagine, imagine that's, that's kind of hard to, to find, find around, around here. here. Um, we can, we also, can also use sphere if you're, if you're afraid. afraid. Are you, are you scared, scared a little bit? Caleb just shook his head and kind of laughed. These two clowns were about the least scary aliens he could think of. 
No, you guys are not scary at all. I'm not even afraid a little bit. Oh, oh no, no. This, this always, always happens. happens. We try, we try to scare, scare people, people. They, they never, never get, scared. get scared. Do you guys, do you guys do, do, would, you would you like, like to see inside, inside our, our ship? ship? Perhaps, Perhaps you could you help, help us. us. Caleb thought about it for a moment. Hmm. Going into a ship. This is a chance that no other human could ever have. So he said, sure, let's go check it out. Upon entering in, he found lots of medical tables all in rows. And they all had different forms of beings on them, would be the way to describe them. Some looked like giant octopuses with three eyes. Some looked like little tiny gray aliens like everybody always talked about. He seen those ones and he said, hey, I thought that's what all aliens looked like. Oh, no, no, no. Those, those are, are just old life forms that, that hijack, hijack the occasional interstellar vehicle, vehicle and come, and come here and do, do weird, weird things, things to cows. And and they have, have a weird, weird animal obsession. So you're not one of the people that like stick things up other people's butts? No, no, no. So what are all these people doing on the tables? Oh, they're oh, just, just, just taking, taking a nap. nap. That's, that's, that's just, just, just a little nap. nap. Mm-hmm, Caleb said. I think I've had enough of this tour. He turned to walk out, and suddenly the door started closing. Stop, Stop human. human. You're the, You're last, the last one. one. We, we need, need the, the last, last one for, for our collection. collection. Just then, Caleb jumped out the last little sliver of the door and went rolling across the parking lot. And then, in a blink, they were gone. No ship. He was standing, looking up at the sky, but there was nothing there. It was like they'd never been there. He dodged a bullet, Caleb thought to himself. Caleb couldn't quite believe that it was all real. The next day, Caleb went to work as usual. But this time with a newfound appreciation for the mundane. After all, you never know when an alien's going to come and want to stick something up your butt. Another time, Caleb found himself in an infinite back room. The day started out as any other day. He clocked in, said goodnight to the day shift guy, went into the back room to get his uh, mop bucket, and the handle was like, he walked over to investigate and realized that, so he stupidly decided to step through and see what was on the other side. Immediately, the smell of moldy carpet and stale air met his nose. There was a fairly long hallway with several doors on either side. He had noticed right away that there was a sticky note stuck on the wall. The sticky note just said simply, be careful. So he started exploring. He went down and checked door after door. They all seemed to be locked. Until finally, he opened one that was unlocked. He went inside and there was appeared to be a large room with cubicles. No one was sitting at any of the cubicles. He started to check out through the desks and see if he could find anything. He opened drawer after drawer, and they all seemed empty. You know, the occasional paper clip or little dust bunny hiding in the back corner, but nothing too particular. He came across one stack of post-it notes. Getting towards the far end of the room, he noticed a woman sitting at one of the desks. He walked over and gently tapped her on the shoulder, at which point her head fell off, for she was actually a skeleton. He couldn't tell how long she had been dead, but the flesh was long rotted gone. He let out a little girlish scream and ran away. Unfortunately, he could not remember which door he came into the large room in, so he just ran for the nearest one that was unlocked and ran into it. This door had like 
black slime growing on the walls. It still had the same musty, moldy carpet smell. A mixture between rancid water and just rotten vegetables. He wandered down the hallway, and at the end of the hallway, he noticed on the wall there was a little sticky note that said, Be extremely quiet, or he will hear you. He thought to himself, that's very strange, and went around the corner, and he found something that truly disturbed him. There was a body laying on the floor that had been ravaged by some sort of beast. Claw marks tearing open the clothing, old dried blood laying on the floor. He rolled the body over and nearly fainted when he came face to face with himself. Clutched in the dead him's hand was a little post-it note. He read the note, and in his dying words, he had told himself to run. So he started running as fast as he could, zigging, zagging, turning down hallways. He noticed from time to time strange symbols etched in the walls, but everything seemed the same, and it was quiet, deathly quiet. He turned one particular corner and found an old vending machine with the glass broken out of it. There was a bag of Cheetos sitting there. He reached in and grabbed them, checked the date, expired in May of 1999. But he didn't know how long he'd been here, so he was pretty hungry. So he ate them. As he lay there thinking about his life choices with the post-it notes in his hand, he wrote a note to himself, and he said, If you find me, don't eat the Cheetos. Sometime later, another him came across himself and found the note and didn't eat the Cheetos. I mean, obviously, because he had them and... They were no longer in the vending machine. He continued on down the hallway, looking, searching, finding little notes. In one particularly dark room, he found a large hunched over creature with his back to him. Almost a skeletal build, not very muscular, but it was hunched over away from him, making a grinding, crunching sound. He couldn't quite tell what the noise was. He tried to not make any noise as he snuck past and as he opened the door to get out of the room. It let out a little squeak. Just then the creature turned and looked at him. It didn't really have eyes. It had like what could best be described as little tiny worms all over its face that were wiggling. And it had those big pointed ears. He got the sense that it was tasting the air looking for him because it had heard something. He tried very, very quietly to step out of the room. And as soon as his foot hit the floor the creature charged at him he was through the door and pulled it shut behind him and went running he heard a loud splintering sound behind him as the beast crashed through the door and started chasing him he was running for it seemed an eternity he could not figure out how long it took he just seemed to be running down endless hallway after endless corridor into rooms tripping over furniture turned around and the beast stalked closer it opened its mouth its mouth did not open like a regular mouth. Its mouth opened sideways, long rows of sharp teeth, dripping with a purplish venom. It reached out his long claws to seize Caleb. Caleb involuntarily flinched backwards and fell through nothingness, for it wasn't really a wall, it was another portal. He found himself in a bathroom, a dirty bathroom. He got up and looked around and realized that it was the bathroom to his gas station. He walked out the door just in time to see the day guy heading out for the day. He quick ran around to the front of the store and went to go in, and just in time to see himself walk into the back room. He got to work before he got to work. He just chalked it up as another weird thing about the gas station, pulled out a post-it note, went in the back room and wrote a note that said, do not lean up against walls. Went around the rest of his night. The rest of the night seemed very uneventful, pretty boring compared to being stuck in an endless maze for who knows how long, coming across corpses of yourself, 
It was a very strange feeling knowing that he watched himself go in there and not come out. And even then, it wasn't even really him he didn't think. He wasn't sure. Maybe it was a slip in the continuum, a slip in the multiverse. Who knows? He was just glad that he found his way out of the back room. And one thing's for sure, he was never, ever. Caleb was working one night shift at the local gas station. He'd come in around 10 o'clock and clock out by 6 in the morning. It was lonely and tedious work, but there was always interesting little things that would happen in the night. And Caleb did not mind it at all. That was until the night that he decided he had to find a new job. Caleb was minding his business when he noticed a strange figure lurking in the parking lot beyond the trash dumpsters. It was massive and intimidating. A great hulking beast made of rotting flesh with long skeletal limbs ending in taloned hands. Upon its head was what appeared to be a deer skull with a massive orange glowing, almost on fire set of antlers. Its red eyes penetrated. Caleb tried to ignore it, but it seemed to move closer and closer, sniffing the air as if on the hunt. The fill-em-up fill station was a lonely outpost against the night. Feeling increasingly fearful, Caleb tried his best to focus on his work. Suddenly, the creature let out an unearthly howl and strode out of the shadows. As it slowly stepped closer, Caleb could see its cloven-hoofed feet, leaving little dents in the asphalt as it came. Caleb then realized what he was looking at. He felt fear welling up inside him as the Wendigo advanced on him, his hands trembling. He tried to find his phone to call for help, but just as he was about to dial, the creature began to speak in a loud, menacing voice. Interloper, you must pay. All mankind must pay for encroaching onto the great untamed wilds. My war starts tonight with this gas station, with you, interloper, with you, frail interloper. He menacingly walked forward, one slow step at a time. Caleb was running through his mind what all, all the things that he had learned from his time there. This was a, a defining moment. All of the supernatural lore that he had learned just to survive working at this gas station overnights on the edge of town ran through his mind he couldn't remember what he needed to do what he needed to do what was it about wendigos that's it wendigos craved feeding above all else it was the biggest distraction as quickly as he could he ran inside gathered up as much meat products that they sold beef jerky vienna sausages canned ham lunch meat that was in little packages in the, the display cases anything he could grab that was meat and was edible and ran out to the parking lot he started throwing the food into the road the beast sniffed the air and started over towards the small pile that he'd been accumulating in the road throwing it ever onward he kept throwing the food into the, into the road the creature crept out into the road and began to feast on the highly processed snack foods that Caleb was throwing out. But before long, Caleb had ran out of his supply. He quickly ran in and started grabbing anything edible. 
snack foods, ho-hos, ding-dongs, candy bars, Snickers, Kit Kats, anything he could anything he could grab. He loaded his arms full of snacks, ran out, and be, continued throwing. The beast was in a feeding frenzy in the middle of the road, eating, 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 and eating. In the distance, he saw a lone pair of headlights winding down the road towards it. He said a little prayer and hoped that this vehicle of salvation would get there in time. He kept throwing the food and throwing the food, trying to distract it. Just when the, the vehicle was close at hand, he started shouting, taunting the creature. It looked up from its feast. Just as it looked up, the vehicle crashed into it and ran it over. The beast went flying 30 feet through the air and landed in a broken hump. As quickly as he could, Caleb ran with the salt that he had had in his hand and started pouring a circle around the beast. As he circled the beast with the salt, he said, Beast, you are trapped in this circle of salt, never to escape. I bind you to this land. The beast let out an awful moan as the spirit that animated the corpse left the rotting pile. As the spirit left, the corpse burst into flames. The flames soon gave way to ashes, and soon there was nothing left but a burnt smear on the sidewalk. Caleb was filled with Taylor terror but as it subsided he went in and tendered his resignation he put in two weeks notice he told them they, that he would train the new person so that hopefully they could survive he figured after six years of working at this last chance gas that he'd done his time he went over to the spirit of the old man who was sitting weeping on the curb and told him that he would be leaving he looked back on all his time there, the times demons came in for sodas in the middle of the night and tried to trick him with buttons saying that they were money. He never fell for it. He thought about all the lost souls that he helped get to the other side, all the strange, weird, and wonderful things that happened to him while he was there. He shed a little tear because as much as he was afraid and as much as tonight made him value his own life, he loved that little gas station in all its eccentric glory out at the edge of town. Two days went by. Of course, his boss tried to talk him out of it, but he wouldn't have it. The new girl's name was Anna. He had made a list, so to speak, a survival list for making it through working at the gas station at the edge of town. He had provided her with little bottles of holy water, white ashes, iron nails, lots of cans of salt. As she was freaking out, looking out the window at a skinwalker scurrying across the parking lot, he scolded her. He said, do not look at it. You just need to ignore it and it will leave you alone. He warned her about the ghost that lived in the cooler and liked to drink beers when no one was looking. It was the strangest thing at he could never quite figure out how the ghost got the beer out of the bottles, but the beer was always out of the bottles, bottles still sealed. And of course, the ghost couldn't really consume it. It just ended up on the ground. He warned her about the portal in the back room. He told her if Satan ever came in to give him a pack of cigarettes on the house, next time he was through, he'd pay the bill. Turns out Satan wasn't really that bad of a guy. Just a little misunderstood. But Caleb will always treasure the memories. And when things go bump in the night, he knows that it's not always just a creaky door or a shaky pipe or a settling house. Sometimes there's things in the dark 
that are demented, and that's where they belong. Hello, this is Scary Jerry. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Demented Darkness. Caleb started out his young adult life working at a gas station on the edge of town. A gas station where demons and monsters roamed. And he learned that every night was a battle with the demented darkness. A battle for his sanity. Sometimes he won, sometimes he lost. But he never quit believing in himself. And no matter how bad things got, he never let it get him down. I think we all could use a little bit of that in our lives, don't you? Anyhow, if you would like to get in contact with me, you can reach me at the underscore scary with two R's underscore Jerry at Instagram. Just drop in a PM. Let me know what you thought of the show. Anything I could improve on. I mean, if you hated it, say that too. Don't forget to go ahead and hit that follow button. Take a couple of seconds to leave me a review. It really does help and I appreciate every bit of it. And just remember, dear listener, you are the reason that I do this. I do this for you guys. And I hope you enjoy. <laughs>